not to say that the other subjects are not important, but uh, but uh, students' performance in math and science is absolutely critical for entry into any science-related program. And um, what we can see if we look at the uh, 2015 uh, pass rates uh, just in those two subjects um, is in fact the picture doesn't look great. Um, compared to 2014, only about half of the students, well, first of all, if you take the entire number of students enrolled, okay, only about a third of them are writing mathematics. Uh, a few more are writing science. Um, of those who write mathematics, only about half of them, 49%, are scoring 30% and 30, 30 above. I mean, first of all, 30% for a pass rate is something that needs to be looked at, but that's a separate issue. So only half of those students are actually passing mathematics. Uh, the science results are a little bit better. 60% um, of them are getting 30% or more. So, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't look great. That doesn't bode well for, um, for entry into higher education in the first instance and certainly for performance in subjects like engineering, science, and commerce. So what can universities do? How do they ready themselves um, to take in these matriculants who are coming, as you say, rather ill-prepared into the sector? Well, I think that's, that's precisely the point that I think needs to be made. It's very easy for the university sector to point fingers at the department-based education um, and, and lament these results. But in fact, the first thing that needs to happen is that universities need to be, I think, acutely aware of the students who are coming in. As the minister pointed out several times in her speech, um, these are the best of the best, and particularly those who are applying to universities. So in some senses, the first thing university needs to do is to, is to rethink its assumptions about who the students are who are coming, um, who are applying and coming onto their doorstep. So if you know... Um, the national benchmark test, which is the other indicator that that, uh, that we have, gives us a pretty good idea of the kinds of things our students can do and that they can't do. And so we need to then adjust our curriculum accordingly. So is there any um, effort afoot between the Department of Basic Education and universities to ensure that these learners are more ready? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think, you know, in essence, those two sectors are, are, are clearly different points of the pipeline and have different different functions. So <clears throat> I think my, my sense is that probably what the universities need to do is to focus on what, in fact, is quite a very small uh, sector of that population that's going to land up on their doorsteps. And so what, what we need to do is to focus on the, um, I mean, there are some, there are some um, interventions, but my sense is that they do serve different purposes in society, and, um, and they've got different um, areas of responsibility, different kinds of curriculum issues. So there can be collaboration, um, but in essence, they've got to take responsibility. Each of them will take responsibility for the students that they have in front of them. And uh, just looking at those indicators, uh, just briefly, if you could, uh, Ms. Shea, for those learners who will be entering university for the first time, what sort of challenges are they likely to face? Well, again, if we just focus on <clears throat> on the um, the sort of math and science, I mean, the, you know, pr well, first of all, let me just say that adjustment to university is a big one for everybody. So it doesn't matter how well prepared uh, you're, you are, 
Uh, it doesn't matter how privileged your schooling background was. Coming to university is a big step. So a lot of universities around the country have actually put a lot of focus on what we call the first year experience. Um, and those have been very positive um, interventions. But beyond that, um, a lot of universities, again, have what they call one version or the other, what they call extended curricula. And so students who are identified as needing additional academic support um, have the opportunity through various models. Um, but I think probably the biggest concern for students coming in is the possibility of academic exclusion. Um, it's one of the things that the roads must fall, fees must fall, uh, students focused on last, last year. And it's a huge anxiety. We know that um, approximately half of our students who enter into the system never complete. And that can be a combination of academic exclusion and financial exclusion. So those are huge stresses uh, that our incoming cohorts uh, bring, uh, bring with them, huge anxieties that they carry on their shoulders. Thank you so much, uh, Sue Ellen Shea. Uh, she's from the Center for Higher Education Development at the University of Cape Town.